Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Well, hello again, beloveds. Welcome back to the Really Riley Podcast. Hi. I'm Hugo Riley, your host. If you're new around these parts, because I know a lot of you guys are, welcome. I appreciate you checking out my little corner of the world where I like to keep it very real, even though in the last couple of days I've been accused of not being so. Any bees. Um, I like to talk about a lot of different things. I like to talk about being... Uh, sorry, like I just... My mind just went back to the people like hating on me on Instagram and saying that I'm not very real, but I'm going to refocus my brain and stay away from that. I'll get to that stuff in a minute. But I always like to talk about mom life, being married, newly married, my former horrible dating life, some serious stuff, you know, going through miscarriages, manifestation and (sighs) workouts, fashion, you name it. I'm trying to give the gamut of all the things that I do here. Um, and I know that sounds like a lot, but my one promise to you guys always is that I will be as authentic as humanly possible. Until recently when I opened up and did the tell-all, which is why some of you might be new around here, um, and couldn't talk about a few things because I'm legally not allowed to. I'm going to get into that Um probably Friday's podcast of this week because if you guys haven't heard really Riley is going to be five days a week so I'm super stoked for that um but there will be more from the tell-all experience soon um but today is my favorite day of the podcasting week well for now because it's now five days a week so we'll see what else comes up um but it is ask Riley day And again, for those of you that are new, this is a bit that I used to do when I was in terrestrial radio before I got fired. That was really just me talking about anything you guys wanted to know and definitely being as, you know, transparent as possible because I I like to describe myself and others have said this too, as I have taken every damn broken road there was to get to the life that I feel like I created for myself. Albeit there was some bumps along that road, but I know now that, you know, manifestation happens whether you like it or not. And what's for you will always be for you. But I love answering your guys' questions. So usually I open these up on Instagram, but I also do some from email. So I'll give you the email information at the end and also how to get on social and chat with me. So let's get into it. Um, Ooh, any advice on proper form when doing squats? So... I kind of need to know either if these are like back squats, I'm assuming, or if these are just like squats in general. Any squat in general, you really need to realize how much it's about your core and your legs and not your back. You know, like when you're squatting, the placement of your feet, you know, in width, like you don't want one forward or back because then you're going to teeter-totter, especially if you've got a bar on your back. But say you're doing like a kettlebell goblet squat. It's the same. You want to always, always, always keep your back as flat as possible. You want to contract the, not the shoulders, the the, the, the scapula. I need my husband in here. He's a strength coach. I have like the Rileyisms, basically like your shoulders back, everything tight. And the squat Here's a big deal about squatting, breath. Do not hold your breath. Like I was really bad at this and then I was always maxing out so early. It's like, because you're not getting oxygen to your brain as you're going up and down. What I like to do is I like to brace the core and then breathe in as I'm like, you know, getting ready and then breathe out as I'm going down. And then in, it was harder for me to do that. Like you would have thought that like you'd breathe out at the top 
Am I, am I saying this correctly? I will answer this in further detail if you guys want me to do a podcast on like forms and lifting because I can do that with my husband who has that degree in exercise science. Um, I've been lifting for like seven years and a lot of people ask me like, oh, could you be my trainer? And I'm like, I would never dare because it's sort of like for me when people try to be like, oh, I could be a radio personality. I could be a podcaster. Like, no, it's just never that simple. Um, and I have a lot of respect for obviously strength coaches and people in the industry that actually you know, get the certification and not just say they are one because they know a little thing or two about the gym. Um, what would you say to someone who's 23 and feels like they're failing at adulting? Oh gosh, your mom may not like this or your parents or your dad or whoever like is raising you or did raise you. Um, but at 23, at least for me, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I mean, you might be one of these, you know, whiz kids that really does. But it, for me, 23, I was nowhere near an adult. Like in my mind, and I, I guess it just depends on what you've been through in life and, you know, your experience. But I just, I was putting so much pressure on myself at 23 to like try to figure things out that I was like rebelling the other way. I was going backwards at 23. Like I got into radio, I think at 24. And I told that story on uh, the tell all podcast of part one. If you guys want to listen to it, that like I was just slacking off and it was really because my mom gave me an ultimatum to, you know, do better. And that's when I got into radio, but it's okay to make mistakes at 23. Like those are the times to make it. You're figuring out who you truly are as a full blown adult. Right. And I, you know, cause I think that for me, like 21 was ridiculous. 22 was ridiculous. Like my early twenties, it's like you're, you're learning. Whitney Houston actually once said this and I, I don't want to call anybody stupid, but she's like at 23, you're like, you're learning and you're kind of stupid. She was saying like, I wouldn't put it this way. She's like, you know, don't you feel just, didn't you feel just dumb at 23? And like, I feel like a certain amount of just walking around being like, not clueless. Cause I do feel like you need to start having a plan, but it's like you can, formulate your plan. You don't have to feel like you have it all figured out. Failing is okay. Like everybody always tries to think like failure is such a bad thing. And yeah, while it sucks and nobody wants to do it, like how do you know how great you are if you never fail ever? And I think at 23, you're still navigating that. I mean, my mom was a mom and a wife at 23. Like it's just different than it is. Get the head start. You know, if you feel like you have this fire in you to start adulting per se in a different way than you are right now. I'm a hundred percent saying go and make a plan and do it. And I'm not saying to be a slacker cause that's kind of what this sounds like, but it's okay to not have life figured out that way. I don't really think I figured my life out until I was like 40, to be honest with you. Like I had my first son at 33 and I thought that I was, you know, mature enough and ready to be a mom and ultimately when that kid comes out yeah you know you you gotta figure it out but at 23 you have time like enjoy this ride right now make a plan sure but enjoy that part of the plan like I said I don't really know so much more about this background of who you are and where you are at 23 but you're still really young. Enjoy that ride and every piece of it. Don't be irresponsible. Don't go getting like shwasted every night and all that. Even though I did, I am not judging. It's just, you know, when you ask me these questions, I want to give you better advice than I gave myself at the time. But, you know, be driven, but be gentle with yourself if you're making mistakes. Because trust me, nobody's harder on me than me. Um, who reached out to who to do Sarah's podcast? Do you see yourself staying in touch with them? So... 
I reached out to Sarah and Natasha separately. We also talked about this in part one of the podcast because I just wanted to see more things for myself. I had had so many opinions thrown at me and I didn't really know, aside from Natasha, I don't know like what I knew from her 20 years ago, like, but there was a lifetime in between and I didn't know Sarah at all, you know, and when we were talking, we just connected really well. She gave me a lot of great advice and it was just like, who better to tell this side of my story than with people that had walked that walk of life. And I a hundred percent think I'm going to stay in touch with them. Absolutely. They're amazing, brave, funny, like stylish, cool women, you know, that's like my kind of crowd. And I think that they understand me more than some strangers do, or more than some people that have known me forever do, because we've walked in some of the same pathways. So there's that. Um, what's something you're looking forward to this year? I say this every time, peace. And growing the podcast, obviously, which thank you, thank you, thank you, you guys. It's like these numbers are climbing and I'm so happy to see that because I'm going to start selling the podcast on my own maybe well yes I'm going to have opportunities for more ads on it and side note if you know small business that would like to get in on it maybe if you know a lawyer maybe if you know someone that has a boutique in fashion maybe if you know someone that wants to boast their fitness business or real estate too um, please definitely hit me up and give me that little in, but I'm really excited to take everything into my own hands because I was very afraid to put these tell-alls out because I knew that it was going to sever a lot of relationships that I thought were going to help me get back into radio. And really, I'm sure it has. But for me, I'm just like, I'm not going to wait for anybody else to like turn the key that opens the door to my future. So I'm excited about that power. I'm excited about that strength that I have gained back after a lot of tears. Uh, <laughs> what kid show annoys you the most that you had to watch with the boys? Okay. Um, Blippy. Blippy was Lyric's favorite. Ugh, and I've locked it out. Blippy. Like I just, he, look, he just like the, like, you know how like for, for years Teletubby was great and like, I don't want to say a modern day Pee Wee Herman because that did not end well, but it just like, it was just weird to me, this grown ass man. And I get it. It's for kids and Lyric loved it, but it just, uh, there's something about it that freaked me out. Like Teletubbies later on, there was all this like insider stuff that came out that they were like, you know, can were they canceled? I can't remember, but yeah, I did not like Blippi. Now, um, <laughs> Lyric still kind of likes this too, but Malin, my going to be three year old in like two days. Um, he really likes, um, pink fong. And I don't remember, I don't know what the name of this show is, but it's like, let's go, let's go fire buds or fire truck. I don't even know. All I know is the song gets stuck in my damn head. And like that pink fong who put the, what is it? Who stole the tiny, what is it? Who something told stole the ti tiny, tire made of gold. I don't know. That song just lives inside of my brain and it's just baby shark stuff. Like the, 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 the like, I don't know the spinoff of baby shark. They have spinoff for these damn shows, but yeah, I just, I don't want to rush their lives at all. And it's so cute when Malin will like sing and dance to it. Cause lyric didn't really do that, but oh, it's on all day. Cause like I used to be able to watch Bravo, like lyric would watch Bravo with me. Malin, forget it. Different show, different one, like different one. He'll scream at me if we don't change the channel. He rules the house, that little guy. Um, 
Let's see what else you guys. How do you handle different parenting techniques? Does Marshall parent differently? Has it caused fights? Um, yes, there are different parenting techniques. Like we still, we, we like have the same vision of who, who we want to raise as children. We want to raise responsible kids. We're not raising brats. We're not raising spoiled kids. Um, Marshall and I both grew up in households of trauma with our own separate, you know, wounds from that. Um, grew up, he grew up, his story, that's his to tell, but it was, he, it was a horrible household. Um, but he's also a police officer. So he like his style of things is very militaristic and I am in between. Like I live by the credo and my mom was like this too, albeit like there's some things I didn't agree with that she did when I was a kid, but, um, I'm not like an iron fist type of parent, but my, like you have options, but your options are my options. Like, I'm not going to just let you run all over me. Like here's like three options. Like my mom was not my best friend until she could be my best friend. And we go through ebbs and flows, but like, I want to be lyrics person that he can come to and always know that I'm in his corner but I'm not the pushover either like sometimes there's a dynamic where one parent is like the confidant and a pushover or like the softer one and the other parents like the hard ass once that parent comes in the room oh it's over and it's also a different dynamic because lyric you know was I was the single mom with lyric for three years before Marshall came along now that he's eight you know that's lyric's dad but um Malin it's also different of a dynamic because that is his only DNA he's ever seen and I know that he like doesn't want to treat them differently I don't think he actively does but sometimes there's a little bit of a different role there just by DNA so I think sometimes I might be a little bit more lenient on Lyric than Marshall would want to and some people have even asked me like how did you open up that window of like you know letting him discipline Lyric well I mean he kind of stepped into that dad role like immediately almost you know was there with him giving him baths and brushing his hair and feeding him and caring for him and all that stuff. And now he's my husband and also the father of both my children, but you know, biologically my second son. So he is dad. This is also his house. He is the authority figure, but it's weird because sometimes he will be a little bit more harsh on Lyric than I would like. And Lyric's my sensitive one. Malin's my brute. And I don't, we, we get into like spats about it just because he thinks differently about certain things. And I'm not going to lie in the very beginning, it was really hard for me not to be like, well, what the fuck? Like, this is my son. Like, you know, I, I had him for three years. I know what I'm doing. I've been the parent longer. Like, no, if I want a happy family, I had to kind of like let go of that. And also realize that Marshall gives Lyric and Malin, you know, but he's three. So he's just worried about lollipops and snacks and milk. But Marshall gives Lyric things that I, I don't want to say I couldn't, you know, but he looks up to him as a man and, you know, he looks at me as like mommy. There's just a different way that Lyric interacts with me than Marshall. So, I mean, yeah, it's sometimes a struggle a little bit, but Marshall is always very open to me, like kind of being like, okay, I want, give me this one. He, he picks his battles with me, let's just say. But yeah, there's sometimes strife in that, but I think that that's, you know, pretty normal. I mean, sometimes it's harder to come back to center than others, but like we, at the end of the day, in front of them have to be a united front and then maybe duke it out later. <laughs> Kidding, but not. Um, how do you deal with picky eaters and how do you solve kiddos not eating, wanting the food you make? Oh my God. So Lyric would eat anything. When he was 
you know under a year to now like he's he loves fruit he loves mangoes he loves broccoli he loves asparagus he'll eat sushi he loves anything whatever you put in front of that kid he will eat it like he was never my like problem child ever in terms of food Malin, on the other hand, that kid never met a carb he didn't like. He loves cookies, lollipops, all things sweets, hates fruit. Like he will eat avocado as long as there's everything bagel on it, but like not always. I mean, he tried his first like little little like cuties orange the other day or that's actually the ones that are in the cups like with some of the syrup on it which i hate those. But he tried it and I was like, "Oh, he's eating fruit." Like he's just now starting to try more things like for a while he was addicted to the fruit packets but only certain kinds like you try to give that one like the, the, the avocado banana one like fucking forget about it but now he doesn't like those anymore so what we're trying to do with him is we're trying to eat in front of him honestly because every time he sees me prepare something for myself he wants to take it a little stink so it's like if i do that a lot of times I can get some food and I know it's annoying like because I literally said I will not be a short order cook I will not cook like when I grew up it's like if they my parents made fish and brussels sprouts and and you didn't like it too fucking bad you eat that you drink your milk and that's it like I don't really necessarily want to do that I mean I'm not going to cook 16 different things and once Malin is a little older to like understand like you get what you get we're also doing like a lot of this than that and this was a slow crawl and some people might not agree with this but it's sort of like he would just scream for like cookie cookie and like we started to do a situation where we would like okay first the chicken and now eat the cookie like we'll give him a piece of the cookie and I know he's getting his cookies in before but we're getting that food in there vegetables I just I don't know I've tried everything I've tried to cook him like soft carrots and you know brown sugar so it's sweet done want it I've tried to like I mean, the tater tots with the vegetables in it, that works. And I just tried this new company that um, I think he actually likes it. Like one day he was not feeling well and tried it, but he ate some of it. it when Malin tries things now, it's a huge deal. But I guess it's just like a, it's sort of like a waiting game, you know? And if you're, sometimes if you have to do what they call girl dinner on TikTok, if you just got to give that kid like muffins and like a fruit packet, like you got to do what you got to do sometimes. I'm not saying every night, but just. Don't drive yourself crazy over that. Again, it's it's sort of weird for me to give advice on that because I'm still in it, like, because Lyric was such an easy kid. But patience, patience is a virtue that I'm not skilled at, but we, we, we got this, mama. Um, did you happen to see that certain people broke up this week? Curious what you think. Ugh, well, I don't want to be all vague, but, you know, because I'm, I'm not about starting a starting a shitstorm like naming people but if you guys have listened for a while then you know who broke up this week and who I'm talking about so if not just understand that this is somebody that wronged me and I knew them from the incarnation of the start of their relationship to a year ago they were together for two years Am I surprised that that relationship split up? No, I'm not. Um, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I think that she is a really sweet girl. I think that she's got a really great heart. I got nothing but great things to say about her. I've met her family. I think they're so awesome. And I don't really know more of the ins. I, know, I mean... <laughs> 
Yeah, like I, I, I'm not going to go into any little tidbits that I would have known because I wasn't around them at like a ton of time, but I was around enough to see certain things, to hear certain things that were kind of like, ugh. But I'm not, I mean, I don't know. Relationship-wise with that person that wronged me, I don't know. I think there's a lot of self-discovery that has to happen before that person can truly love somebody else. And I know people are going to be like, they're going to bite me for this one. But hey, I've been bit all damn week. Um, and I had high hopes for that one. I really did. Because I, I just don't, I don't wish anyone bad karma in that way. Do I think that karma needs to take care of some things for some people? Always. You know, when you do bad shit, karma is going to come around. And probably when you least expect it. Do I think them breaking up was karma? No. I just don't know that, I don't know, that relationship as a unit was built to last. And that's not saying shade. I don't know how that person truly was in the inside of their relationship as a partner. Either one of them. So I really can't speak from a place of authority in that, but you asked my opinion. And I want to say something about opinions because a lot of people, when they'll say something shitty, on my latest posts, you know, with the tell-all and the Kane show that they're like, well, you put yourself on a public forum and that just gives us the the whole role, the, the rights to trash you and say a bunch of shit. Now, okay, hold up. I just want to understand something or I want to say something like opinions are fine. Sometimes opinions are like assholes, but opinions are okay. But like accusations and insults are different. And truly, I think gone are the days that I'm just going to be quiet because I used to be like, oh, don't engage with the keyboard warriors. Like most of the time I don't. But every once and again, when you'll say something that's off the cuff and just totally just fuck you, hell no, I'm going to say something like, you know, I'm going to go into this more in another podcast this week because I have a lot more thoughts on this. But like if you're going to start a fight and kick the freaking buzzard tree or you're going to kick the hornet's nest, don't come crying victim later. More on that this week, um, Thursday or Friday in the podcast. Um, <clears throat> who's somebody you really want on your podcast? I'm such a goober for this, but I really want to interview somebody from Vanderpump Rules or somebody that used to be on Vanderpump Rules to get their hot take on what they think of it now. Like, oh my God, that'd be so great. Um, everything's, oh, not pink. I'm like, no, I told you guys. And I don't really ever want to like meet her which is so weird because you meet your idols and you run the risk of them not being everything you thought they were <laughs> which happens a lot in the last uh, couple months especially for me case in point um i'm not talking about kane but ah uh, let's see who else who would i want andy cohen again bravo i think it's probably just bravo liberties right now that i would love to sit down and interview i think actor wise um who would be fun She's not really an actor. Kelly Clarkson would be really cool. I would be too nervous to interview somebody like Oprah because I curse too much. Angelina Jolie would be neat. Um, I think like Russell Brand would be kind of kooky. I'm trying to think who I haven't like actually talked to in life. You know, like Ed Sheeran was amazing. I'd love to talk to him again. But I think honestly, Bravo Liberties probably most likely Um, like Britney and Jax. Like Jax would probably annoy me, though. Maybe. I think maybe Ariana, but I want to watch this season and I know it aired last night. As you're hearing this, I'm going to go watch it when I'm done because I record the night before, but Bravo Liberties. Um, 
Not a question. Just wanted to say how proud I am of you. You're amazing. Oh, I love you. Thank you. Um, do you ever think about removing Eric from your intro? Yes, that is Eric. And yes, I do. But that costs some money. Um, and I'm in the process of like trying to find someone to do it for me. But everybody that I knew worked for the company that I used to work for, so they can't do it for me. Um, but I definitely want to put it together. But I want it to sound essentially the same as it is now, just with a couple of women in there. Like maybe, I, I know for sure I want some of the We Got This Army to do it because you guys have literally like helped me keep this podcast going. If you are not part of the We Got This Army, please make sure you sign up and support the Really Riley Podcast at reallyreallypodcast.com. Shameless plug. Um, let's see what else. Um, no question. Oh, you guys are the best. No question. Just wanted to say you rock. I'm so proud of you for speaking your truth. Ugh, you guys are so amazing. Cause I literally woke up this morning. It was just so damn down about some of the haterade that was happening. And I, I don't usually let that stuff get to me, but this, like I said, I've never gotten this raw ever on the air, you know, or on the podcast, like ever. So it was a lot, you know, and emotionally that stuff takes, it drains you. Um, so that really makes me feel happy. Thank you. Um, do you think Natasha, Sarah, and you will hang out since becoming friends? I mean, yeah, like I, Natasha's here. Sarah's in LA now, but yeah, I hope so. Um, do you and Marshall work out together? Oh, it's like our foreplay. We love working out together. What's funny about that is Marshall's my husband for those of you guys that don't know that are new. Um, we connected on Instagram by him commenting on one of my workout videos and yeah, I slid up in them DMs. Um, he asked me like, oh, maybe you should come do a workout with me. I'm like, oh, you're going to school me. That was my, f- <laughs> that was my first interaction with him. So he knew, he knew he was what he was getting from jump. But, um, it took me like three, four months to actually work out with him. And it's like, I, I, it's, it, in the beginning it was very seldom that I would let him train me because I had a trainer and I'm like that tough girl that's like oh no you're not gonna you, you ain't gonna tell me what to do and correct my form like no even though that man knows oodles more about fitness than I do he made a damn career out of it and you know because he does fitness things for you know the department or whatever but for a while there was like I could you I, that's fitness is like sacred to me and it was like you're not gonna infiltrate that I don't care if I'm marrying you and I mean it only took me like a year to get into a space where I would allow him or get into my feminine energy or whatever to like correct my form and kind of just, because he doesn't do it from a belittling way. It's just, you know, I had to let him know, like, I'm not like cute. Okay. You're not gonna like tap my butt and be like some of these little couples where you can just see the girl, like following the dude around all googly eyed. Like, no, like I semi know what I'm doing. If you want to correct me, cause I'm going to hurt myself or, you know, a better, ba- a better way. Cool. But like, you're not going to come in here and be like, I'm superior to you, which he doesn't give that energy, but that's just my trauma talking. Um, <laughs> but we very seldom get to do it now and when we do it's like such a treat because the gym where we go does have a kids club but Malin in that little club like no 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 um but now I actually do let him do my programs for me because I used to have a trainer that would do it you know and like it's so weird like some couples can't like work together for a while it was like I didn't want to work out together even when we would go to the gym together we would veer off and do our separate things um but everybody was like, oh, Riley, your snapback after you had your second son was crazy. Well, that was a, the Fit Marshmallows training plan. I, I will fully well give it to him. That was me and my ass doing it in the gym. But the, the program was definitely his tutelage, if you will. Um, you're so brave. A heart of gold. I follow. Oh, I'll follow you no matter what. No question. Just a thought. I fucking love you guys. 
Um, did you receive your just because gift I sent last week? I hope so. Yes. Oh my God. You guys are the best. So this is the OG. We got this army. Um, she sent me the most beautiful amethyst necklace. Y'all know I'm into crystals. And if you don't, I have a crystal intention candle business house of W by Riley. Check it out on Instagram. I'm, you know, I, 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 crystals are my, you know, other sacred thing as well. And it's so beautiful. It's so thoughtful. Amethyst is also Malin's birthstone and it's like a very calming stone. It's great for anxiety. It's great for worry and self-love and it's gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, how are you feeling mentally after the interview and the backlash from the haters? Love you. I love you too. My queen of snark. That's what I call this person that just put that comment. Um, I was not great today. I'm not gonna lie. It's been very up and down. And I was talking about it with my therapist that I'm a person that usually just keeps it trucking. Like no matter what emotionally, I've always just been used to, you know, hard things emotionally. Um, so I just keep going and I ignore it and I can't do that anymore. Cause especially the last year I was in radio, I like was holding so many things in and I was so scared and so anxious and I was crying every day. I was losing my hair. Like, and I can't do that to my body anymore because your body stores that energy. It literally does. And so when I need to release sad feelings, I do. When I need to feel feelings of anger, I do. And the last couple of days, I've been very up and down about that because I knew that there was not going to be the an all-time positive reception to this. I knew some people were going to be up in arms. But the way that people are, like, what the fuck? Like, like, I, like I said, I'm going to get into this Keyboard Warrior podcast on Thursday or Friday. We'll see. I probably can't even hold on to it until Thursday. But y'all get, I, I will say this, like y'all mess with my, men, not y'all, not you guys listening, but these, these haterades mess with my mental health for a minute. And I had to kind of go to the gym today and really just take the anger out on those weights. And it's kind of cool because lately I've been not slacking, but it's just my body's been very tired because they say when you're coming out of a time of trauma, you're not being lazy. Your body just really fucking needs to rest. So sometimes I could get up very early in the morning and go to the gym. I'm like, no, my body needs sleep. So I was, you know, not slacking, but listening to my body gym wise. And it's just like when I would go there, I would just be so scatterbrained and just not like focus, but like today, girl, the old Riley was back and I hit a fucking PR on my deadlift. I got 195. I'm so excited. Like it was the ugliest deadlift I've ever, ever done, but I did it. And I was literally just picturing all of those comments in my head, which seems very like self-destructive, but I was literally just like picturing all the people that have hurt me, all the people that have hated on me, all the people that have wronged me, like in a stadium, like as if I was on this, I, I'm no lie. Visualization works friends. And I was like literally visualizing myself in like a, just a fitness competition, everybody in the audience doubting me or like trying to distract me. And I got that sucker up and I was like, yes, I had my headphones on. I didn't realize how much I had like yelped at that but thank you for asking by the way like I'm I'm doing good like I'm doing okay like I think that grief is not linear and even if it you know seems like oh yeah I, I feel such a weight being lifted like I totally do I totally feel empowered but there's also moments where I feel really sad like reliving it and going through it and also hearing a lot more new things that I didn't know um and also like when karma comes around am I weird for this? That it's like, it doesn't make me feel not always. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not an angel, but like, it doesn't immediately make me feel like, 
because it seems like such a shame, you know, especially, you know, when I lost my radio career, the, the first love of my life, all for, you know, the ratings to go to shit and, you know, to see things fall apart there. I mean, do, do certain people deserve it? Yeah. But do I love that? No. It seems like a lot of hurt and a lot of like turmoil for no reason, but karma corrects things. So we'll go with it. Um, did you know Kane was in the hospital before he passed away? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, I don't want to say like, I'm glad I didn't. Cause I don't really think like at that time it was COVID too. So it's not as if I would have been able to like go to the hospital or see him or anything. And I also don't know that I would have wanted to see him like that. Like I absolutely would have gone if there would have been any way that I could have, but um, no, I didn't No. No question. Just so proud of you. Love you friend. I love you too. Um, do you feel even more betrayed when you found out who actually came in after you were on YMS? No. Because I knew that was happening. I don't know, no. I don't have any proof. But I was not surprised by any means at all. And I said this on the podcast on the tell-all too, on part two of it. Like, I'm not... I said this, like, the replacement or whatever, but it, it like, it's not. What that person walked into was not the same as what I did. And that's not me, like, popping my collar God, what is this, 1999? But maybe it is. You know, I walked into a nationally syndicated show across the country that was huge, that was making millions of dollars for a company. That's not what she walked into. So there's that. Um, I love you guys so much. Not a question, but wanted to say thank you for being so open and vulnerable with your life. I love you. Um, What's your favorite Kane memory? I hope that's not too much or triggering. I love you guys. Um, my favorite Kane memory. Uh, God, there's a lot of them. I think it was probably when I was leaving FLZ, my first radio station that I, you know, met him and first was mentored, menteed, whatever, under Kane and I was so upset like because FLZ was like my family and I didn't want to leave but I was excited to go and it was like leaving for college you know because that's what it felt like to me and it was my last shift on the Kane show and I was getting ready to leave and I started to cry and I was like I can't do this oh my god I started to like freak out and Kane was always so goofy like he would do anything like he didn't like tears like it would make him uncomfortable and for those of you that want to come at me literally for this shut up I'm talking about before he was sick okay um and the song I think it was Lifehouse you and me because it's you and me and I was just like tearing up or whatever and he comes and he just like comes and like does that awkward like prom dance on me where your like arms are on each other's like shoulders and the one person's on the waist he put mine on his, his on my shoulders so it's like rocking back and forth like all stiff-legged and it just made me laugh it was just like for him there was no not like not me not believing myself 
there was, there was no question to him that I was going to make it. There was no question that I could do this. Like he wouldn't have given me, you know, his endorsement, as people say, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have vouched for me if he didn't think I could do it. And I, I love that memory because it's like, he, he was such, such a damn goofball and he was such a inspiration in my life. Um, Oh my God, you guys, I swear every time I read one that makes me like a little like mama, ma, you have like one of these great ones, like not a question, just wanted to say that I admire the fuck out of you. Well, I, I want you guys to know that like not any of this would have been possible. I sound like the damn pageant queen again, put the crown on my head that like without you guys, like literally, you know, you guys lift me up so damn high that I, I don't, I don't ever want to stop. I don't ever want to stop inspiring. I don't ever want to stop like reaching goals because I always feel like, you know, <laughs> I do it for me and my family, but I also want to make you guys proud. And that just means a lot to me to have you guys in my corner. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, oh, I just put my dog down. Any advice for life post for a baby? I am so sorry of your loss. Um, that's another trauma that I haven't fully unpacked yet, which is weird because it's coming up <clears throat> on on like a a little over a year since my baby pink had passed and she's was my baby of 15 years, you know, and even now my son Lyric like, you know, was his dog for 7 years, like still can't really talk about her. And I still feel like she's here sometimes, which is also hard. Like I still haven't opened up her ashes, I guess, if you will. And I don't know for you that just lost your fur baby. Like, I don't know if you want to listen to this podcast. Maybe you wait a little while because it's hard. I did do a podcast about, you know, her crossing the rainbow bridge. So it's probably too fresh for you right now, but eventually maybe listen to that. Um, just to maybe feel more connected, but it might be too much for you. So please, 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 please disclaimer there. But I don't really know that it gets a whole lot easier. You just kind of start to realize that or feel like that you were so lucky to have them in your lives. Like it's just like, it's, it's the harshest amount of like pain I would imagine besides like losing a friend or losing your child like it's like their family to you and she that dog was with me through every facet of my journey and I truly believe like you know she got older she hung on long enough to realize that I had my family and I was safe and everyone was good and she could go to heaven and run around like the little crazy dog that she was and jump up and down and you know sunbathe that dog loved sunbathe so I'm grateful for the time that I had with her, but I think eventually you will come to a space where you can think about the fond memories without crying, but I can't pretend, and I'm sorry this makes you sad. I don't want to be insensitive. I can't pretend it doesn't still hurt me right now, so I'm still kind of on that journey. Um, thoughts on cowboy emojis. Karma saw his recent breakup, not being mean, but karma. I don't really, th honestly, like, yes, I know there's certain, there's karmas coming for that certain person, but I don't think that was karma. I don't. I think, like I said before, 
that that was, I don't know that that was a relationship built to last. I'm no relationship expert because all y'all damn know I have a really bad relationship past. I've been burned in relationships, abused. I've been, you know, the horrible one in relationships. You know, Marshall and I are not perfect, but I think we're perfect for each other and we're a family now. So we make it work forever, ever. But I don't really feel like that was each other's person. This is me very much on the outside of it, like I said, because I was only around for a small amount of time for that as a couple. I mean, seeing how they were only together for two years, I was around for like the first like 10, 11 months of it. So a chunk of it. Um, but I don't, I, I, didn't, I personally did not see from what I knew of each one of them. One of them I knew almost nothing about. The other one I would like to think I knew. Well, I didn't know as much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I, I thought I knew more, but then obviously it went really different. Um, but I, I just didn't think that that was built to last. I don't. Um, and that's not being mean because relationships don't last sometimes. Like I have some exes that they were great people. I loved being with them, but they, we were just not meant to be forever. So really no shade about that at all. I just think that I don't know. It was time. Maybe. Who knows? But I don't think that part was karma. I think there was a different, there's a different set. There's a different wave that's coming that has nothing to do with that. I think that's what I would say if mother karma was whispering in my ear. Um, But yeah, there you have it, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of these questions and for listening and for all of your feedback about the tell-alls. I do believe there's going to be some more stuff with that with Sarah and Natasha at least I hope there is but I will let you know to be determined and um, usually there wasn't a podcast on Thursday but I will talk to you again tomorrow yay Uh, five days a week now so please you guys do me a favor like follow share comment do whatever you can to get it out there so I can keep this thing still going. Um, I love you, love you, love you. If you guys haven't asked Riley, please hit me up at reallyreallypodcast at gmail.com and at Riley Couture on social, at reallyreallypodcast on social and at House of W for the Crystal Intention Candles. I love you guys longest. I really hope you have a great day until tomorrow and uh, thanks for listening. It's Really Riley. 